Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. This is Golf Monthly's weekly look at the world of golf. My name is Neil Tappin and uh, I'm joined by two of the regulars, Nick Bonfield. Nick, hi, how are you? Very good, Neil, thank you. Um, and Tom Clark. Tom, hello. Hello, Neil, how are you? Now, those of you um, who are listening, which I presume is all of you, <laughs> given that it's audio only, <laughs> uh, you will be able to hear uh, sound effects because uh, we are outside. So it's not sound effects, is it? You can hear things Just in the, the background. outside, yeah. background noise. Uh, can someone explain where we are? We're at Knoll Park Golf Club near Seven Oaks, and we're about to embark on a lovely round of golf. And there's deer roaming the fairways, which I imagine Tom Clark will be hitting regularly later on. There is, no, that is harsh. As well, you, Nick, you can't hit deer because you can't reach them. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. There's a lot of deer poo, actually, as you look out, which I think is quite what a good lovely, way of describing both of your golf games. Oh, you wait until I take home all the bits later and bankrupt you. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on. Um, the uh, topic you, for this... Neil, can we move on? Let's move on, let's move on. The topic for this week's podcast is the US PGA. So the big tournaments, they just keep coming. We've barely recovered from the Open, actually. I haven't recovered from the Open. Physically or mentally? Yes. Emotionally? <laughs> all, all of the above. <laughs> it's been quite a tired, um, sort of monosyllabic week in the Golf Monthly office this week as everyone's... Uh, sort of struggled to come with, to terms with real life again. Speak for yourselves, we had a magazine to get out the door. You're right. a hero. Yes, indeed you did. Um, I might ask you a couple of questions about that in a moment, actually. But anyway, so it's, it's US PGA time. Um, the players, most of the players have gone straight from Troon to New York, because the, the US PGA is at Bolter's role in New Jersey. Uh, some of whom have gone off to play in Canada first, which I think is an interesting move. I'm well, not surprised I think it's got such a good field. For our RBC sponsor a lot of top athletes, top golfers, Day, McDowell, Furick, Johnson, maybe. Donald, so I think they Donald, Donald. So they think they feel obliged to go and play in that event. Yes. Um, so that's probably why. And, and Day played in it last year and then won the and US won. PGA. So. And won last and year won in Canada as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to discuss um, the US PGA Championship. Um, we are going to talk about uh, the position of the US PGA amongst all the majors, where it stands in the sort of plethora of big tournaments that we have each year. We're going to talk about the golf course. Tom, how much do you know about the golf course? How much do I know about the golf yes. course? Absolutely nothing. Excellent. Well, I look forward to your pearls of wisdom. Uh, we'll talk about some of the favourites. Uh, we'll talk about some of the outsiders. Uh, we will also then throw in a little bit about um, golf at the Olympics because last week at the Open was a very big um, uh, sort of week in, in terms of golf at the Olympics. It was talked about Well, they announced, they announced the field as it, well. But it was also talked about endlessly yes, before they started, yeah. wasn't it? So we'll just discuss a few of the points on that. And then we have a quiz. Um, which, given your level of knowledge about Bolter's role, Tom, I expect you to do very, very well. <laughs> no lucky, lucky I'm about... only up against Nick, because Nick is useless at quizzes. So. <laughs> Apart from last week. And no I'm complaining about the questions. I've, I've really worked on the wording. Okay. <laughs> Actually having them Are there any sense. questions that require a paragraph answer this week? <laughs> no, I kept, I kept that to... I kept that, that down. Okay, so, uh, USPGA Championship. Both of you, quick questions to start with. Uh, describe the USPGA Championship in three words. <laughs> is, this the quiz, is this the quiz already? <laughs> no, no, it's just a way of kicking us off. Um, Glory's final shot. Isn't that the slogan for the tournament? Uh, is it? Yeah. What does that mean? It means, it means it's your last, last chance, chance to win, win. major of the year. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, okay. We're talking in phrases. I'd say um, underrated. Yeah, I like that. Is that one or two words? One. One, one hyphenated. No, it's no, just a word. Just a word. All right. <laughs> <laughs> God, look at you two. Uh, underrated. Grammar, please. Testing. Riveting. Oh, Nick. No, 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 yeah. no, no. You can't say riveting. I can, because look back at the, the past tournaments, they're generally 
often the USPGA is the most exciting major of the year. And if you actually look back chronologically at that, I think your threshold for exciting is probably quite low. You've definitely used more than three words, Nick. So I, I'll use one of your words and then add two of my own. Well, I stand by those words. Well, that I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so where does the USPGA stand amongst the, the big tournaments of the year? It's de- I, I would say it's definitely grown in stature over the last 10 years. Um, I, it was yeah. always the really... The, the sort of little brother of major championships, wasn't it? It was the one that sort of tagged on at the end that if you were asked which major you wanted to win, literally no one in their right mind would Yeah, no one would answer that. No, and they still probably wouldn't, but it's definitely grown in stature, hasn't it? Why do you think it's grown in stature? I think it's the arguably the best field of the year. You actually have the, the world's top 100, top 100 players. Top 100. Pretty much. Sometimes marred a little bit by the inclusion of all the club pros. I know, but it? I don't think that's but marred because it, they don't really take the place of anybody. Uh, oh, and, and anyone who's it, good. It, well, not really. You've already got such a strong field. If we look at the Masters, there's only, well, what the field's only about how many oh. people? 90, 100 people? Somewhere between 90 and 100. Yeah, so yeah. there's that. The US Open and the Open, the qualifying statuses for those can mean that some people who would actually have a chance of winning them don't get in uh, I just think that the PGA actually has it's it, it's like a normal tour event really the, the field is but the field is just super strong um, I also don't think if you're going to look at some of the things at the US Open this year I think it's just a normal tournament it's at a good golf course apparently although I've already said I don't know very much about <laughs> it's a good course. golf course <laughs> they haven't taken it to please tell us golf. more <laughs> it's not, they're not going to make it into something Silly. They're not going to try and make it too hard. They're just going to say, "Look, these guys are going to try and take on this golf course and let the best man win." And I think that's really how the majors should be. I think the golf course point is crucial as well. They, they generally yeah. take it to some of America's finest layouts as well, which I think adds a lot to the tournament. I mean, look at last year, Whistling Straits. We had Valhalla the year before. These are the classic American courses, the historic American courses, and that really feeds into the character of the event as well. I would agree. I think that Whistling Straits is a great It's venue a fantastic, fantastic that, golf course. The, the US PGA last year felt like the major it, it's trying to become. It, it's kind of, the golf course elevated it out of that, what you were saying, Tom, about being a regular tour event that just happens to have a very, very good field. It, 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 it was elevated out of that. I thought the same when I watched the US PGA at Kira Island that Rory won. Absolutely, um, yeah. Even though that was took place on the last weekend of the Olympics mm. in 2012, so viewing figures I think were fairly was it, I think it coincided with the closing ceremony, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that golf course as well, visually really stirring. And I think that's the theme is visually attractive layouts with a lot of history and tradition. So that brings us nicely onto this year's golf course. Um, Tom, as you know nothing about it, I'm going to come to Nick. <laughs> uh, is, it, is, it, um, is it in that league of Whistling Straits, Kiowa Island, is it as visually arresting? What can people expect? It's not quite there? as visually arresting. I think if you're picturing it now, you, you think of a, sort of the archetypal classic American sort of farmland layout. Uh, I think it's not as undulating. <laughs> it's American farmland. I don't think everyone, everyone's ever described a golf course like that before. It's, it's not wildly undulating. Uh, and the fairways are quite wide from what I understand, but it's a long golf course. I think there's four par threes, three of which are over 200 yards. There's oh, only yeah. two par fours under 400 yards. 
Uh, it closes with two par fives as well, which is interesting. And it's kind of similar to a US Open layout in the sense that the rough's supposed to be fairly thick, the bunkers are quite deep, and the greens are slippery. So I think it very much calls for a combination of, of power and finding greens and regulation because on a golf course like that with so many long, tough holes, if you find yourself out of position, that's going to lead to a number of double bogeys, and I think it's about keeping those big scores off your card here. Um, it's uh, Bolter's roll. Is it Bolter's roll? Bolter's roll. That's how you pronounce it. I believe so. Okay, good. Bolter's uh, roll. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that again. Let's edit, let's edit that one out. <laughs> Please don't do that again. Um, <laughs> it's in New Jersey. It's 20 miles west of New York, uh, established in 1895, designed by uh, Tillinghast. Just, just so, just for the people who can't see, you're reading this directly off a notepad. <laughs> this is not your knowledge. It's not coming out of the top of my head. I, I have to say, I do remember a little bit about the US PGA was last held at Bolton's Roll. 2005. And that was 2005, and it was won by Phil Mickelson. And I don't remember it being, you know, a particularly exciting venue, I'll be honest. Um, but we'll wait and see. I, I like the fact that it finishes with two par fives, though. I mean, that adds something at the end there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the 13th hole, there's a creek on it, which inspired the 13th Augusta National. Oh, but every, every golf course says so something like that, doesn't it? Was it the scenic? Oh, yeah, we had a little ditch here. All right, <laughs> cynic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right, remind me to never impart any sort of trivia again. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, that, that would be, be, that that be good. Be uh, the fourth hole, apparently. Um, it's, uh, it's the shortest path through on the course, about 198 yards. It plays over a creek. And apparently Tillinghurst received a, lot, Hast received a lot of criticism for it being too, too difficult. And then he promptly stood on the tee and hold a four iron Boom. and turned around and said, no, it's not. <laughs> That's quite good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tom, I'm, I'm still being very quiet. Anything you'd like to add? Not really. All, no. I, all I say is that I like the USBJ sometimes if it goes to these different courses, which people are not aware of. And sometimes you discover some nice, um, nice places. For example, um, Whistling Straits. When the first time Whistling Straits was used, when um, Marty Kamer won. Yes. Everybody went berserk about that and yeah. talked about it. I know it has been uh, seen in the past, but I think it's good. And that, that's the difference between the Masters, but it was being played at um, the same course or open venues, yeah. always, you know, being on a rotor. Sometimes it's nice to go out to these other, other courses. Yeah, I, I just, I, I prefer the big tournaments to be played on venues that are more uh, visually arresting. You know, as you were saying, Nick, you know, places like Chambers Bay, okay, people can have a pop at the golf course as much as they want in terms of how it's set up and the greens and the quality of the greens. But in terms of a spectacle to sit on your sofa for four days um, and watch, it was pretty good. And it does create a level of, a character of its own level of excitement based on how good the golf yeah, was. Yeah, above and beyond the players, exactly. Yes. Seamus Bay was actually quite a US PGA style layout, yeah, wasn't it? I was kind of surprised they used that for the US Open, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, well, um, let's now have a quick word about Tiger Woods. So, earlier on this who? week, yesterday, who? who? Tiger Woods. Oh, yes. Remember? I've heard of him. <laughs> he announced that he wouldn't be playing in the US PGA and indeed he wouldn't be playing at all um, until the end of, um, well, until the start of next year. At at the earliest, I guess. He has said he won't play at all in 2016. Nick, uh, a loss, or are we now over the Tiger Woods era? We're clearly not over it because we're still talking about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't see it as a loss on course, but it's a loss in terms of commercial factors, viewership, etc., etc. And something to talk about. Just to clarify that, I think in the statement he said he wouldn't be back until at least the start of the 2016-17 season, which actually starts in October. Oh. Oh, so I, I don't see. know if it was the calendar year he was referring to. I, I wouldn't, be, wouldn't be overly surprised to see him play one of those former full series events. Like Surprise.com. Yeah, one of those. 
just to try and bed himself back in a little bit in the events that, quite frankly, don't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy he said this because I actually think maybe he's got his head in the right place for once. He, it, you know, the, the worst thing he's done over the last couple of years is he's rushed back. He's tried to get exactly. back for these for these majors and he's not been ready, and he's just not played enough tournament golf and then had absolute shockers and then got injured again. He's got to get himself with a proper rehabilitation programme and work out how he's going to get himself ready. And the only way that's going to be is by playing some golf tournaments. And if that means, you know what, right off the season, it's gone. If, he's probably only got one more chance, really, one realistically. More throw the dice at this, know, yeah. Of, of getting back to it. Yeah. And this is, this is hopefully his chance. You know, have a proper pre have a proper start to the season before the Masters. Don't play the week before the Masters and then expect to... You to know, win it, <laughs> I mean, you are Tiger Woods, but yeah, yeah. yeah. We finally we've got some sort of timeline to work with as well. Because, yeah. like, as you say, I think if he'd rushed back and his back had gone again, I think at the age of forty, that might have been it for him. And he clearly understands the importance of getting himself completely right, and it, it underlines again his dedication to continuing on with his trade, doesn't it? Because if he wasn't that bothered, bothered if he was satisfied with what he'd done, he might have come back sooner and sort of tried to rush through another tournament, another few tournaments. But now he's saying to everyone out there, look. I'll be ready when I come back. I'm taking this extended period of time off and, and watch out for me. I'm not done yet. Well, we will watch out for him. We will. It'll be something Can to I talk say, about. The sun's just come out. I, I think someone needs to put some concrete <laughs> It's on. quite hot out here. But, um, sorry, just, Neil, you're just not quickly as well, You'd finally on trouble. that. <laughs> yeah, I be, yeah. Bear in mind he was hitting drivers in <laughs> full shots. Still, <laughs> still three months ago he was hitting drivers who was playing holes with Marco Mira. So he's clearly able to swing the golf club and play nine holes already. So he's just building up gradually. And I, I think we'll see him at one of the full suit former full series events I that would be my prediction Nick, when you talk in your sleep this is the sort of thing that comes out <laughs> <laughs> well, we found that out last week when we were all staying at the Open together yeah it's, we're, it's slap bang during the ridiculously roasting hot period um, in the UK and we've, the sun's just come out and it's sort of ridiculously hot out here anyway um, gents who, who would be your favourites for the USPJ I mean let's just talk about the prospects of some of the, f- the favourites um, I'm going to start with Jordan Spieth um, a quick word from both of you on where he is at at the moment. There was a talk endlessly on Sky during the Open about how his hips were open at address and there was issues with his golf swing based on mistake at address or problems at address. They felt maybe he was trying to address something else in his swing, that's why he was doing it. Um, and, and have you got anything to say about that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have. Just yeah. not playing as well as he did last year, that's um, obvious. Um, he's still playing quite well though, but. Um, his swing's just not quite there and he's not holding every putt he looks at which was keeping him in the in the game last year it happens I mean what were we expecting him to do win every single major it's, not, it's never going to happen you know, no, but he hasn't it, contended this year apart from Masters obviously. right yeah. well, the massive apart from he's, yeah, his game's clearly majors. not there right. he's won it's twice impressive. and had a five shot lead after nine holes at the Masters <laughs> so if this is Jordan Spieth with his game slightly off then good luck to everyone else when yeah. it comes back Yeah, he, he's not playing quite right but that, that unfortunately everybody, so, so, everybody's okay. looked at we've got, so closely we've got USPJ can he win it uh, yes, absolutely. He's already shown that he can win any golf tournament. If he suddenly hits, starts hitting fairways and, and greens again and holding some of those putts, then yeah. Oh, yeah, but you could say the yeah. same about anybody. Yeah, well, he, no, he could he, win it. I don't think he will. Uh, I think mentally he's not quite in the right place as well, having watched his press conference. So he yeah, received really a lot of Olympic that. questions and it clearly weighed very heavily on him. And you could see throughout the week that he wasn't quite right. However, he did pick up a little bit of momentum towards the end of the final two rounds at the Open. 
So it wouldn't shock you. I don't think he's in the right place physically or mentally to win. That's no. just my opinion. Obviously, he's proved us all wrong before, and he's a great, great player. So who knows? But I don't see it myself. Uh, okay, uh, Rory. He's yeah, got more of a chance. Rory's, yeah, it's a good course pick. for him. Rory would be my favourite pick um, for the USPGA. I just think he's playing so well at the moment. He's. I know he's not. He's. I think he's won once this year, but he's had. Every tournament he yeah. plays in, he finishes in the Since top Since March, five. apart from the US Open, he's pretty much finished in the, in the top, top seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. So again, he had a, he had a top what five at the Open, which you would, which you wouldn't really believe, really. But from the from the side of the draw, he was. I think he was the highest placed person on the wrong side of the draw, as it were. Yeah, and he did play well. I mean, we and followed him for a couple of days, and he yeah, was absolutely I've, superb. I followed yeah. him uh, around the back nine, uh, around the turn at the at um, at Royal Troon. And <laughs> can I just stop? I'm going to stop you there, Nick. <laughs> Jeremy Elwood, regular podcast listeners will know, has just wandered into the uh, podcast studio yeah. <laughs> and given Nick a cap signed by Kiradesh Afi Barnrat, one of my favourite <laughs> golfers. You are. And it says on it, to Nick, and it's signed by Kiradesh and himself. A little bit of info for what those of you listening. Uh, Jez, who got the um, cap signed, had to pretend that it was for his son because <laughs> he was a bit embarrassed. <laughs> so, Nick, Nick and Jez, are, they must be related. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the prospects of quickly Jason Day. Nick, do you want to talk about Day? Yeah, it's a golf course that's, that suits him, I would say, down to the ground. Um, not in the most inspiring form, but I don't think that matters. Well, I, think uh, he's he, not... I think he played pretty well at the Open, to be honest with you. He was, again, in playing pretty tricky. I also put some money on him um, when he was playing very tricky circumstances. He won his three ball on the Friday and he drove the ball very, very well. Well, this is, I think, driving the ball long and straight is important. I mean, the, the fairways are quite generous, so I think that's going to lead a lot of players to hitting more drivers, drivers off the tee because there's more space out there. I think when Day has that aggressive mindset, he's extremely dangerous and his, his long arm play is superb yeah. as well, he, and he, that bodes well yeah, on a golf course with a lot of long par threes. a little bit off. Exactly, so that, that extra space will, will help to, him. He seemed to just be hitting a little bit better. Though, so. um, Johnson, Dustin Johnson, or is it his, his for- kind of form peaked? And he's, is he no, not peaked so. at all, no. I mean, uh, no. As we've spoken, he's, he's tied for the lead in the first round uh, in the Canadian Open. Um, I think he's always... Uh, he's had one dodgy tournament, dodgy, and that was the Open, and he didn't play that bad. Did and he finished what? Finished top fifteen, didn't Fifth, he? Twelfth yeah. or thirteenth? Yeah, exactly. So he's yeah. gone win-win, thirteenth. He's currently leading yeah. in Canada, and I think this is when the, the schedule this year really you helped really him that. Hat Thanks very much. <laughs> um, the schedule was actually really useful for someone like Dustin, who's on the crest of a wave, because these tournaments keep coming thick and fast, and there's no downtime between them. So he sort of helps you stay on that peak, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I think he, if there's he, a two-week he's break, so well at the moment, you just you might have the odd dodgy hole but you, you yeah. can't see him having a dodgy round of golf yeah. when, so, he's going to be driving the ball 340 yards on average off the tee something ridiculous like that and coming into most of these holes with wedge and how can he not fancy a guy who's doing that and if Stenson plays like he did at the Open can anyone touch him? no um, no, no, I would agree. No, oh, I don't think anyone <laughs> in the history of golf could have touched him as if he plays um, that well again. That well again. Um, and Mickelson is what a Mickelson's. I mean, obviously, the last winner yeah. of, the, uh, of yeah. the tournament. Uh, Mentally, though, I worry about him as well. He was devastated in the press conference after his loss. I there. think he was devastated, but at the same time, I think once the dust settled, he must have looked back and gone, Do you know what? That was a, a fantastic um, a, a major championship, brilliant experience to be involved in, and B. He couldn't have done any better. So well, this is the thing that I read that the other way. Confidence. Someone asked him, 
is it easier to take because you played so well? And he said, actually, no, it's the other way. It's harder to take because I played so well and I would have won 141 of the 145 Opens playing that well. And so it's more disappointing that I played major winning standard of golf and I didn't get over the line. Yeah, but that's just as soon as he steps off the golf course. Give him a, a week yeah, and a bit I, to get over it. Maybe. I think the one thing I think is actually Phil Mickelson now, that if he's going to win anywhere, I think he probably has a better chance of winning on link style courses now than he does on normal. Really? Um, Why is that? Because I just think it suits his, he's got, he has the, the imagination. He's developed that he low shot as well. He can't get the ball as far as, like, he's, he, know, does, he hits it quite he, a He way. gets it out there, but he's been overtaken by a lot of players recently in that department. He does not hit it anywhere near as far as Dustin Johnson yesterday. Nobody does, or Rory. So I just think he, it would be nice to but I think for him to win, it's going to need the other guys not to show up okay. more than him playing well. I just don't, I think the Lynx golf, he just plays so well now, which who would have thought we'd be saying that, you know, five, six years ago. I uh, I completely agree with Tom on this one, I have to say. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Write well, that down. I will ask you who your favourite an outsider is after we've done the quiz. So I think we should do the quiz now and then we'll talk briefly about the Olympics. So um, we need pens at the ready, gentlemen. Just look at the first hole here. At uh, Noel Park, yes, it's par three. It's about 200 yards up the hill mm-hmm. with, you know, dead right. Dead right, bunker. I'm, I'm it's bit, not I'm set up for worried. a shank. Um, <laughs> choosing not to look in that direction <laughs> okay. for now. Okay. Right, on to the quiz. Now, um, as I say, I've been How really working hard on How my 10. Same format, really working hard on my um, uh, wording, which last week got a lot of, um, a lot of stick. Um, because anyway. it was pathetic. Oof, I wouldn't go that far. I would. Wow. Okay. I'm, being, I'm, I'm going to all guns blazing because I'm going to be so bad. Question number one. How many shots did oh. Jason Day beat Jordan Spieth by in the 2015 US PGA Championship? Easy opener. There. I really should have done some research. Yeah, I mean, this is just, you know... This is a slapdash l- attitude, frankly. Log into so your memory. I'm on the Huey 2 bridge trying to get here. That's the problem. Anyway, excuses are flying out already. Um, who won the 1993 US Open at Bolter's Rock? Oh, dear. Tom's looking blank. Um, Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, God. Nick's been doing a bit of research. Have you? I... Uh, had to scroll through some information on the train on the way here. <laughs> Good. Um, how many times has Tiger Woods won the US PGA Championship? Ooh. Next. <laughs> Sorry, quiet air as I was, <laughs> as I was reading my next question. There was <laughs> silence. Sorry. Thinking. Um, yes. Question number four. Favourites. How many cuts has Rory McIlroy missed in 13 PGA Tour starts this year? I think you'll find that question couldn't be worded any better. Just as, as a... Yep, I'd, I'd agree with you there. And Nick, happy that these questions are a bit more about golf? Oh, uh, you very much so. Are you going to stop complaining this week? Yes. Good. Nick, you look very special. Uh, I don't know if you realise that on your cap there's a label still at the top. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to compromise the audio of the podcast so I didn't rip it off. <laughs> good, good, good. good. Um, which former Premiership footballer hails from Springfield, New Jersey? <laughs> and I'll give you a slight clue. That's not very golfy. If some say that couldn't be less golfy. <laughs> Just <laughs> Springfield, New Jersey is where Bolter's role is, so it has a slight. Um, I um, think a clue is requ- required he, here. Uh, a clue? Yeah. Well, I've got an answer. I'm sure, I'm well, I mean, I can name American the Premiership f- clubs that this guy played for. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Manchester City. 
that's made it worse. American Man City. Yes. Uh, those of you listening to this, what sort of era are we joining? <laughs> the, the no, 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 that's no, not. Nick. Come on. Um, Good grief. Yes. Um, I thought I had this. Now I'm. Oh no, no, I don't know. Okay. Tom, this was the one. only chance you had of getting <laughs> I'm one right. This is bad. I think my football knowledge might be better than my girlfriend's um, knowledge sometimes. Next question. Uh, how much is a ticket for Friday at the USPGA Championship? Didn't look this up oh, this week. Nick. This, you know it's going to be in the podcast every week. Um, I ha- and not including, you know, credit card booking fee. <laughs> well, thanks for that. That's made it a lot easier. Um, I'm still trying to think about who's played for Manchester City. Is the golf course, question number seven, is the golf course more or less than 7,500 yards? Again, perfectly worded, Tom. As a, as a man who does a lot of pub quizzes, you must be appreciative of that. Um, question number eight. Are you finished, Nick? Is that not question? Is this not question number nine? No, this is question, question number eight. Oh dear, Nick. Oh, oh. oh no. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Three ball just approaching the 18th. Okay, we might have to go into slightly hushed tones as we're sat just behind the 18th green at Knoll Park. Uh, last time, who did Mickelson beat in a playoff to win a Bolter's roll in 2005? Oh, we've got a, tro- we've got a runaway <laughs> we've got trolley, trolley heading towards us. Oh, it's, it's coming. <laughs> its owner Frankie, is running quickly over to us. I'm going to have to try and stop. Hang on a second. <laughs> we have a live incident on the pod- podcast. Um, How on earth do I stop it? Um, press the button. That's it. <laughs> no problem. That was. I mean, that's that five drama. yards away from a power caddy ch- crashing into the podcast. That was live drama there. <laughs> um, adding to the drama. I've completely of the lost. My, I mean, I think I think I should be given a half. Uh, point. Question number nine: Which year did the US PGA go from a match play tournament to a straight play tournament? Oh, yeah. Again, perfectly well. Oh, that's really going to be really easy. To oh, I'm not doing very well on this one. Oh, what a surprise! Who Maybe you should do. What was question eight? Revising. <laughs> question number eight was who did Mickelson beat in a playoff last time? Why didn't I look this up? There were two of them. There's a clue. Uh, and moving on, if you can hear the people playing golf behind us, in front of us actually, they're just putting out on the 18th green. Um, question number 10. Uh, two players whose surnames start with an E qualified for this US PGA Championship. When I last, brackets, when I last looked. So you know, things can change. But there are two players in the field whose surnames start with an E. Who are they? Good question, that. That's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, no, it's not. I've, I've got two. I'm confident. I can only think of one person whose name begins with V. Hang um, on. Yeah, there's not much of a clue I can Elwood? give you. No, no, that's Jez. <laughs> I think if I get three right here, I've done well. I think, I think, I think you've probably beat me by three. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let, hang on, this is, this is silly. Hang on, I must be able to think someone else name begins with V. While Tom thinks, uh, Nick, do you want to sing us a song? Don't. No, I did think about it then. <laughs> I, I did think about it. No, but there's people on the 18th green. Now, so I couldn't do that. That breach uh, etiquette. Why don't you? Why don't you commentate? Okay, try. Yeah. Okay. So, downhill left to right by the looks of things. Unorthodox stance. Feet a little bit too far apart. This is not helping. I'm not me asking you. Bit of a deceleration on the way down, and the ball hasn't gone in the hole. <laughs> Brutal <laughs> analysis there from Nick. Next man, about three feet. Confident here. Oh no. 
Oh, he's hold it, but that was an unorthodox putting style. I think I put a cricketer's name instead of a golfer. <laughs> okay, I think this... I oh, Sky, if you're listening, Pod- I'm available. Podcast <laughs> descending into nonsense. Uh, okay, right. Uh, can you swap? Let's swap. Papers. Well, I, I, well this is... I Nick's think it's on the phone. I just, if I just cancelled this now, <laughs> we would never know, would we? Can I please have know. your pen, Tom? Okay, so... No, qu- I'm going to mark your... Oh, yeah. You're going to mark it on my phone, <laughs> are you? <laughs> question, question number one. No, 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 problem. no problem. No problem. Question number one: How many shots did Jason Day beat Jordan Spieth by at the 2015 um, USPGA Championship? The answer was, of course, obviously three. Crikey, I actually got one right. Well done. Um, who won the 1993 US Open? You, you mean USPGA? US US Open. No, because it was at Bolton 1993 US Open. Oh, Lee Johnson. Correct. Do you know I? I, I I nearly put that, and I chose my name. I changed my, my mind. Paul Lazinger wasn't changed bad, my, yeah. I didn't change my name. That would be <laughs> that would be bizarre. to do with anything. Um, how many times has Tiger Woods won the US PGA Championship? A Three lot. or four? Four. Four. Damn. Come on, I'm back in it. Oh, yeah, you are. Back, back in the ball there. game. Question number four. Uh, how many cuts has Rory McIlroy missed in 13 PGA starts this season? One. Incorrect. Oh. No, I went one, Three. two. Three, is he really? Oh. Yeah. Um, oh no, it's not, is it? What? Okay, hang on. Um, which? Oh, you can hear someone's doing their shoes <laughs> in the background there. Sorry for the uh, interference. If you can hear that, uh, he's he's actually very thorough blower to get um, grass off the wheels of his motor caddy. The motor caddy that very nearly took Tom out a moment ago. Um, the, so question number... I think we should do more outside podcasts. <laughs> five is, which form of premiership footballer hails from Springfield, New Jersey? And the answer is Claudio Reyna. Mm. What did you both put? I went Casey we Keller. We goalies. Brad, Brad Freeman. Freeman. Brad Freeman. He didn't even play for Man City. No, he didn't play else. for Man City. No. I mean, I couldn't think of else. Um, question number six. Ooh, this is How much is a ticket for Friday at the US PGA Championship? I went Anyone? 70, Tom went 80. It's 100. Ooh, that's pricey. Um... For those interested, Saturday and Sunday are sold out, um, and there is a seven percent New Jersey sales tax to add to you, which I think makes it yeah, one hundred seven so pounds. Know, just so you know, I've completely switched off when you when you started talking then. Right, good. <laughs> uh, is the course more or less than seven thousand five hundred yards? Less. More. Less. That it's is that is seven four, isn't it? It's retailing at seven four six two. Um, which makes it still pretty long, I think. Um, question number eight. Who did Phil Mickelson beat in a playoff to win last time at Bolter's Roll well, 2005? I, 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 the answer was Tom. What did I put? You wrote Jim Furyk. Yeah. It was two players and well, he you, wasn't in. Vijay Singh and Retief Goose. No, zero, zero correct answers in that attempt. Who was it? Thomas Bjorn and Steve Elkington. And the score was, Nick? The score was? To par to get into the playoff? Minus four. Correct. Sadly, there's nothing for that. <laughs> I don't think um, anyone's finished better than eight under par at Bolter's Road, any of the professional short tournaments they've staged there. Right. But Henry Stenson will go and shoot 25 under yeah, there. Probably. <laughs> uh, which year did the US PGA Championship go from match play to straight play, Tom? Well, I put 61 and Nick put 62. Wrong, 58. Ooh. Well, I was closest, I Nope. How did I forget any else? Uh, and <laughs> two players with, a, with their surname. You didn't forget any else. I did. Two surnames start with an E. In the field, you forgot any L's. Yeah, Tom's got Elson Elworthy, who I'm not convinced is a player. I think he's a cricketer. 
I've never heard of Elworthy before. So unlikely to be in the US PJ Championship. I was going to put Elkington, but I thought, oh, he won't be in it. But he won, didn't he? So maybe he gets a. Maybe he put Every in Elkington. No. Matt Every's not in the field. No. It's Harris English. So you get half a point, which takes you to two and a half. Right, so Tom got two and a half, and I think I got three. He got three. I've lost my half point. That, that's no, poor. That's unfortunate. Gents, next time we do a quiz, right? When we do the big Olympics quiz, can you both do a little bit of research? Because at the moment you're, you're proving yourself. There to was be. one football question in there. Yeah. There was one saying about whose name begins with V. That's I a golf got... question. It tests your knowledge about the field. I think you should. Think well, we you... both come up well. We've come up with three between us, golfers, <laughs> so beginning with E, plus and Elworthy. A, and, a, and a Zimbabwean cricketer. Oh, back-to-back triumphs. <laughs> as they say, yeah, it doesn't matter how you get it done, does it? Yeah. Go down in the history books as a triumph, oh, and that's all that I'm concerned about. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night there, Nigel. Uh, okay, so finally, let's just touch on um, golf at the Olympics. Um, last week's Open Championship, the preamble to the Open was absolutely dominated by players pulling out, players having a slight moment like Rory saying that he didn't have a, a responsibility to grow the game. That was really the question I wanted to ask you. Rory said he didn't have a responsibility, or he didn't, actually the quote was, I didn't get into golf to grow the game, I got into golf to win tournaments. Something like that, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, does he have a responsibility to grow the game? Should he be taking um, things like this a little bit more seriously? Or do you have sympathy with Rory, given that that press conference was fairly intense experience for him? Um, where do you, yeah, what do you think? I think it was, uh, the thing with Rory McIlroy is he actually gives answers to questions. He doesn't, I concur. He doesn't actually do the politician line and not answer anything. So, which is great for people like ourselves, journalists, who want to write, um, write comment about it. Um, I think he was under a lot of pressure. I don't doubt it that he didn't get into the game. He got into the game because he enjoyed playing golf. He didn't get into growing. I think he does a lot to grow the game of golf already, actually. So to say that going to the Olympics is, go- is out of order on his part about not being able to, I think there's, he, he's probably taking a little bit too much um, yeah, slack. Because he was slack. the first, well, slack. 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 first slack. real slack. one. Of the uh, big that's four. a mower in the background, just to um, clarify. Yeah. Three points. Um, firstly, Three points. I go. think it was a product of endlessly being asked about the Olympics and the frustration, frustration told in the end. Definitely. Two, he actually does stuff to grow the game. Of course he does. And yeah. three, uh, golfers do have a responsibility. Yes, they're making money out of the game. It's provided a great platform for them. They should be giving back, absolutely. And it's a concerning attitude. If you take what he said as what he actually believes, I don't. I choose to view that as just an, an outpouring of frustration at having been asked so many times about the Olympics. Yeah, and, and he, he does care about the game. Yeah, I agree. And I think, frankly, if you play golf the way that Rory plays golf, you grow the game. And I think the journalists who um, wanted to take a cheap shot at Rory should really be having a bit of a word with themselves because we need to protect Rory. We need to make sure that Rory continues, as Tom says, to give good answers to questions, that Rory is looked after by the media because he's the biggest asset we have. We're trying to, all of us are trying to get the game more in the, in the spotlight, whether or not we feel like we're trying to grow the game or not. We're trying to get golf more in the forefront of people's minds. And having a pop at Rory, which is what a lot of the journalists did, is just not the way to do it. And I think... But he should be playing in the Olympics. He should be playing in the Olympics. He absolutely should, and there's no excuse. Yeah. 
And I, I have to say that I think he and a lot of the other guys are hiding behind Zika. And it's the perfect excuse in many ways because we can't see into their hearts and minds. We don't know what they're actually thinking. And who's going to question someone when they make a decision on family grounds? So it's perfect for them. The fact of the matter is, yes, it's a factor, Zika, but it's a small factor. And the guys who uh, work there every day to go to the Olympics, they're prepared to take that risk because it's what they want to do. It's what they've dreamt about doing from a young age. Golfers haven't dreamt about doing that. Therefore, they're not going to take the risk therefore they just use the excuse and don't have to go yeah it's a shame however it's worth saying at this point i think there's eight of the world's top 15 in the yeah, field it's and it, it's field. towards the back end of the field it does get quite weaker but then there's some good plots in there you've got Adelson oh. de silva who's brazilian you've got some guys who are playing for countries who have never won got a, never won olympic medals before so i think it's going to be a compelling tournament yeah. anyway if lahiri wins yeah. it it's going to be enormous Imagine, isn't yeah. it yeah I th I, I, that's a fair point nick i actually am really looking forward to the olympics i think it's going to be a good golf tournament well, I love the Olympics anyway, but I think the golf tournament is going to be really cracking. We've got, I mean, for good to say, we've got Henrik Stenson yeah. there. The Swedish team are absolutely... Yeah. Stenson, Rose, Willett, yeah. so, so Patrick there, Reed, Bubba, Fowler, I mean, Fowler you know, there's a, It's a, still going to be a really good golf tournament. And the course and if those is... those guys aren't there, we don't say every week, oh, you know, what Rory should, should be playing at the RBC Canadian Open or whatever. This tournament can still have a good tournament without those players in there. And there is going to be... Some, yeah, and the course is exciting. Apparently, it's very similar to some of those Australian sandbox yeah, courses. Yeah, it looks it looks very similar. Linksy and feel, so yeah, it, it should be a good stage as well. Yeah. Well, we shall wait and see. It's it's certainly going to be one that we'll be watching very closely. Um, and finally, just going back to the uh, USPGA, let's all pick our favourite and our outsider. Uh, I'm going to go first again. There's no rules on this one, so I'm going to go first. Uh, Rory. I just said I was going. And JB Holmes. Um, you thief. Um, it's JB. just the way that it has to be, Nigel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom? Um, I'm going to go with Jason Day. Uh -huh. That's the mower again in the background. Yeah. And Justin Thomas, who played very well the first round of the Open. Yes, he did. Home, so. uh, Nigel? Uh, Patrick Reed. Yes. Although he's borderline outsider. Look, look alike. <laughs> Apparently he's not so. Really an outsider, is he? He's forty-five to one. Yeah, it's for fifty-two. Nine top tens this year. Fifty-one is the yeah, yeah. And JB, good shout because he he's finished in the top five at the Masters and the, the Open. Ah, I'll go with Bill Haas as my outsider. Okay. Yeah. Good. Cool. It, it, the the USPGA often throws up a slightly unusual American winner. Uh, this is a very American-style golf course that um, those you know those play, they will be very familiar, familiar with. with it, this is yeah. a golf course they will play a lot. So don't be surprised. I, I think I do think it's going to be one of the favourites. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it'll be a shootout. Playing yeah. too well. If it's not going to be one of the favourites, they expect it to be an American outsider. I'd be surprised if it wasn't an American outsider. Looking forward to seeing Matthew Fitzpatrick um, make the World Cup the, team. Yeah. The trophy, yeah. You didn't mention Matthew Fitzpatrick for one podcast. Good effort. I just did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Uh, right, I'm going to call. Touché. I'm going to call time on this podcast because for two reasons. One, we're teeing off in a minute. And two, because I'm starving. And I think we've got a bacon sandwich waiting for us. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. As you can hear the mower going across in the background again. Uh, and uh, tune in uh, next week where we will have a US o uh, PGA review podcast um, and some more stuff about golf. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>